Welcome to Curiosity Taught the Cat, the podcast where we take animals you see every day, animals you've heard of, and animals you didn't know existed, and break them down in a single episode. Our goal as animal lovers is to spread knowledge and awareness about the creatures we share this floating rock with. We hope you learn something new. Hello and welcome to Curiosity Taught the Cat. I'm Jack. I'm Julia. And what are we talking about today? Today we are talking about the blue whale. So some fun name stuff for the blue whale right off the bat. Uh, so its scientific name, uh, Balaenoptera musculus, uh, does have a little bit of meaning. So the genus name, Balaenoptera, means winged whale, which does make sense because the way they use their uh, fins, it very much looks like they are flying in the water with their wings. Um, while the species name, uh, musculus, uh, could mean muscle or it could also mean a uh, diminutive form of mouse, which was possibly a pun by the uh, man who named the species, Carl Linnaeus. So he might have been playing a little joke when he calls it uh, a mouse. And it does have a nickname of sulfur bottom. And this is due to cold water uh, that adheres to their skin um, when, they're, when they dive down uh, and sometimes give their bellies a yellowish tinge. Um, which gives the name Sulphur Bottom, and this actually came from the novel Moby Dick. And then as for where the blue whale is found, the blue whale is found everywhere. It is in every ocean except the Arctic region, mainly because the water can get very cold there. Um, and they tend to stay close to the surface, but they are known to dive to eat sometimes, and they can dive for up to 15 minutes. Now, the blue whale, um, what I know about it is its size. So it is the largest animal known to have ever existed. So the size that it can reach on average is about 80 feet, and it can weigh on average 250,000 pounds. Now, the largest scientifically measured blue whale was 98 feet long, um, and there was another speculation that they found one that was 108 feet long, but it wasn't scientifically proven. And the heaviest blue whale that was ever recorded weighed almost 420,000 pounds. So this animal is absolutely massive. And to give an even more, uh, I guess, grounded look about, to get an idea of how big they are, how much they weigh. So their tongues alone, just their tongue, can weigh as much as an elephant and their hearts can weigh as much as a car. And then another thing, which I'm sure a lot of people have seen, because I've seen pictures and videos flow around the internet um, all the time, the valves on a blue whale's heart are so big that a adult human could crawl through them. And then as for color, so they are called blue whales, uh, but that is more typically in the water. In the water, they do look very blue. Um, outside of the water, though, they tend to be more gray or grayish blue or even black uh, dorsally. And then they are very light underneath uh, shades of like white and yellow, as Julia said. So the blue whale is very slender bodied. Um, it is very streamlined looking. It has a very broad U-shaped head. Uh, and the head alone can get up to 20 feet long, just to put that in perspective. They have very thin and elongated flippers at their side. 
Um, and they have a very, very small dorsal fin that's only about 13 inches long that's located uh, right where the tail is, right before the tail. And then their uh, mouth and like throat area, so their jaw, their upper jaw, is lined with 70 to 395 uh, baleen plates, which we'll get into the purpose of those when we talk about how it eats. And then the throat region has about 60 to 88 grooves, which allows the skin to expand during feeding. And then it also will have two blowholes on top, uh, which they sit right next to each other, but it has two blowholes, very similar to like a nose. It has two nostrils. Um, and when it surfaces to breathe, it can uh, shoot water from the blowholes 30 to 40 feet into the air. And I mentioned that the plates that it has in its jaw are called baleen plates. And this is because uh, there are types of whales called baleen whales, which means that they have those fringed plates of like fingernail-like material. And that's they're, they're called baleen. And those are what they use to feed uh, compared to other whales that will actually have like teeth in order to eat, similar to like an orca. Now, the diet of the blue whale is almost exclusively krill. Uh, they are known as filter feeders, so they will filter in this krill. Uh, they capture it through lung feeding. Uh, they'll start swimming towards them at very high speeds, and they're, they'll open their mouths almost up to 80 degrees to uh, take in these large groups of krill at a time. And it is estimated that an average size blue whale uh, must consume around... Uh, 2,500 pounds of krill a day, and during certain times of the year, a single adult blue whale consumes about four tons of krill a day. So that's probably during like a breeding season when they're eating and they're moving around. Yeah, they will eat so much krill, and they have to because uh, they are huge, and krill, I don't know if anybody has seen krill, krill are tiny. Think like shrimp. Krill are very small, and they will often spend summers feeding in uh, polar waters, and they will uh, undertake lengthy migration towards the equator as winter arrives. And we mentioned earlier all these baleen plates that they have uh, lined at the top of their mouth. So when they actually take in the krill, they will squeeze the water out through their baleen plates uh, with pressure from their throat pouch and tongue, and then they will swallow the remaining krill. So these plates help push out the water while eating the krill. That way they don't take in all this water that they did when they open their mouths. And while feeding, uh, blue whales have been recorded making 180 degree rolls in the water during this lunge feeding process. Um, and we think this allows them to search the uh, waters around them to find the densest past patches of these krill swimming by. And blue whales are extremely intelligent, and we believe that they use memory to help locate the best feeding areas. They'll remember where those were at any given time. And there's evidence of alternative strategies, such as year-round residency, so they'll stick around an area where they know there's a good amount of krill, and then uh, as well as practicing uh, partial migration, uh, where only some individuals will migrate, or we have also seen age-slash-sex-based migration. As for predators, um, they obviously don't have a lot just because of their massive size. Uh, but the only known predators that they have are orcas and some species of sharks. And when I say predators, I mean that the, they're not commonly eaten by these uh, animals. They, it is like a once a year kind of thing. Uh, obviously, orcas and sharks aren't relying on blue whales as their main feeding diet. And I don't know if anybody else has seen this, but it was actually circulating media recently. There was a really big deal where it was documented where there was a pod of about 80 orcas that were chasing down and hunting a blue whale. 
That is a, an extremely rare occurrence. It is very interesting to see, but we just want to make it clear, that does not happen a lot. Orcas are not going out of the way to hunt down fully grown adult blue whales. And then getting into uh, courtship and mating and whatnot, we actually didn't find a ton on courtship or if there's any kind of courtship rituals. Um, I would not be surprised given how intelligent whales are and how, uh, how many emotions they express. They are very emotional creatures. I would not be shocked if there's some sort of courtship that goes along. Um, but we do have some other things about like pregnancy and the child ring and whatnot. For example, one thing that I thought was a crazy thing about is their pregnancy is almost a year long. Um, they, they, the baby will stay inside the mother's room for about 12 months. And when the calf is born, it is already, so as soon as it comes out of its mother, it's already one of the largest creatures in the world. Um, so it's, it's just crazy thing about it. Yeah. The mother's already huge. The baby is like already as big as like elephants as it comes out of the womb. So when the baby blue whale emerges, it already weighs up to three tons and stretches to about 25 feet. And it will eat nothing but the mother's milk um, for about a year, but it will gain 200 pounds every day in its first year alone. And then as for lifespan, uh, blue whales live quite a long time. Um, the average is between 80 to 90 years and potentially even more than that. Um, and to determine an age, scientists will look at a blue whale's earwax or earplug to estimate its age. So uh, blue whales do have ears. It's a, it's obviously not a pronounced as like other mammals, but they do have ears. And so each year, uh, a light and dark layer of wax is laid corresponding with fasting during migration and feeding time. So each set is thus an indicator of age. So based on how many layers of this uh, dark light wax, we can determine how many years it's been alive. And then as for uh, societal uh, for these blue whales, uh, blue whales tend to not really uh, group together that often. Um, they do migrate between their summer feeding areas near the poles and then their winter breeding grounds near the tropics. Um, but the only really well-defined social structure is between a mother and a calf. But they can migrate in, up, in groups of up to 50 members. Um, but that is the only time you really see a lot of blue whales together. And then getting into communication, uh, blue whales are extremely vocal. They have a lot of vocalizations. So some interesting things about their vocalizations. The fundamental frequency for blue whale vocalizations ranges from 8 to 25 hertz. And the production of vocalizations may vary by region, season, behavior, and time of day. So one thing that we think is really interesting, they have regional accents. So best way to put it is, uh, especially in America, since we are American, uh, think about someone from the Midwest, someone from the, the West Coast, someone from the South. They're all speaking English, but they have very distinct accents. You can determine uh, where they're from based on their accent. Blue whales are very similar. Based on the region, they have regional accents. They're all speaking a similar language, but uh, depending on where they've grown up and lived, they can sound slightly different. And then I mentioned their frequency. Uh, so some of the frequency, some of the sounds they make, humans actually cannot hear with our ears. Uh, some, of the, some of the sounds are so low that we cannot hear them. And on top of that, blue whales are the loudest animals on Earth. They're even louder than a jet engine. So their calls can get up to 188 decibels, while a jet only reaches 140 decibels. And I mentioned their low frequency whistle that we can't really hear. 
um, can be heard for hundreds of miles, and it's probably used to communicate and attract other blue whales. They will also emit a series of pulses, groans, and moans, and in good conditions, it is thought that a blue whale's call can be heard up to 1,000 miles away. Getting into the blue whale's population size, um, they are listed as an endangered species as of 2018. Um, There's about 10,000 to 25,000 individuals in the world, Um, but the good news is that their numbers are increasing. Uh, So in the 19th and 20th century, the blue whales were hunted almost to extinction. So it was estimated that in 1926, there was 140,000 blue whales. And we hunted them so much that their numbers uh, were almost gone. But now they are back on the rise. And then as for threats they face, uh, a lot of them are man-made. So you have things like ship strikes, pollution, ocean noise and what we mean by ocean noise we mean like oil rigs and sonar from ships uh and it it messes with the whales doing their deep diving uh trying to get food and communicating with each other because there's all these other sounds going on and then climate change is also a big one uh so these uh toxins that uh increase in the water the uh the temperature changing in the water it can throw off the whale not just the whale but also the krill that it feeds on and as if that diminishes so does the blue whale And as Julia mentioned, they were almost hunted to extinction in the 19th and 20th century. Um, And that was finally put to an end in 1966 when all blue whale hunting was banned by the International Whaling Commission. And that wraps everything, uh, all the, the more technical facts that we have on the blue whale. So we do have a couple fun facts. Uh, one of them is that there are four subspecies recognized under the uh, blue whale's uh, family. Um, they're in different oceans around the world. And there's also a possible fifth one uh, off the waters of Chile, but it's still not uh, recognized as its own separate subspecies of the blue whale. Another fun fact is that uh, genome sequencing suggests that blue whales are most closely related to sci whales, um, which is another type of baleen whales. Uh, they look very similar to blue whales. They're just smaller, uh, slightly different color. Um, and they say that they're the gray whales, which we thought they were most closely related to, are just a sister group to the blue whales. Another uh, very interesting fun fact, actually, is that Blue whales are known to interbreed with fin whales. Um, the earliest description of a possible hybrid of these two whales um, was a 65-foot female whale that had features of both the blue and fin whales that was found in the North Pacific. And there was a uh, documented capture of a whale off the uh, coast of Spain in 1984, and it was found to have been the product of a blue whale mother and a fin whale father. And another fact that we thought was pretty interesting about the blue whale is its travel speed. So blue whales are massive, and it may look like they are going pretty slow. Uh, And for all intents and purposes, they are. Uh, So their travel speed ranges between uh, 3.1 and 18.6 miles per hour. And uh, when alerted or agitated, they can get uh, well into the 20s miles per hour. But they tend to be very slow and gingerly swimming through the water. Um, But that is not uh, any indicator of them being gentle. Uh, Just because they're going slow, they still have a lot of mass behind them. So they can still pack a punch as well as create almost um, like a vortex behind them as they're swimming just because of how massive they are. 
so that pretty much wraps up everything we have on the blue whale. Uh, we hope you found it interesting. I know most people already know about the blue whale, but there's still some interesting things to learn about a creature like that, especially with it being the largest creature we've ever lived on earth. And we get to see it, which is really cool. So like I said, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Be sure to tune in next time where we're going to be talking about the Tasmanian devil. I'd also like to thank my friend, the musical artist known as Shades, for creating this amazing intro and outro for this podcast. I highly recommend checking out his other work.